first hat fact of the day, 1,303 confirmed COVID cases yesterday, 1,303. This second wave is not taking any prisoners. My God, Lagos are big. Take your precautions. Don't go out unless you cannot avoid going out. And when you do go out, wear your mask, maintain your distance from people, wash your hands, sanitize your hands as frequently as you can, and uh, let's keep ourselves and each other safe. Good afternoon, Lagos. I'm Sandra Ezekwasili, and these are your hard facts. Second hard fact of the day, NIMSI says all telcos will now be able to offices. They're doing to reduce the crowds at the offices as their staff may be back on strike on Friday. Remember, they went on a warning strike uh, because they say that uh, they don't have enough PPEs to protect them from COVID. Now they're saying that uh, they'll down tools again on Friday if their demands are not met. Well... I'm going to keep an eye on that story because all 970,000 demand hard facts and I'm meeting that demand. On the big three today, let's talk about the new service chiefs. Then let's talk about the police force dismissing a female officer for getting pregnant out of wedlock. Mm-hmm. You heard me. Mm-hmm. And then let's look at the latest COVID-19 developments. On today's glass ceiling, let's talk some more about married women being compelled to give up their careers. We started that conversation last week. Let's talk to yet another glass breaker. Her name is Georgina Ehuria Arisa, M-O-N. She conquered the civil service. She rose uh, to the rank of permanent secretary in the interior ministry. She's going to tell us about her journey. She'll tell us about her success at 4.30. So don't miss that conversation. At 5, I'm bringing you the third ever episode of Balogun and Broad. It's a new kind of business show. If you listened last week and the week before, you know that you've never heard anything like it on radio before. We talked about... Um, uh, different things in the previous episodes and you can catch it again on our podcast Hard Facts with Sandra Ezekwesili. We talk about business as it affects you, right? And that's why today we're going to be talking about area boys. We'll talk about area boys, we'll talk about Omonile, we'll talk about the effect they have on the cost and the ease of doing business. 5pm, don't miss that conversation. You'll get news, news updates uh, at the top of every hour and after the news at 6 We'll do a little fun thing that I started last week, Thursday. You have to stick around to find out what that little fun thing is. But of course, there's less talk from Voice of America at 6.30 coming your way. And right now, let's bring you today's Big Three. This is the Big Three. The Big Three. On Hard Facts. On 99.3 Nigeria Info. How will the change in service chiefs affect security and the counterinsurgency? Is it discrimination to sack a pregnant police officer because she's unmarried? Does government have to choose between spending on COVID-19 vaccines and primary health care? Those are the big three, Lagos. Let's talk. Our first story is the appointment of new service chiefs. It happened 24 hours ago while I was on air. In fact, you who broke the news to me. And then my producers came rushing into the studio minutes later to show me the tweet from President Buhari. And here we are, new service chiefs. A lot of you have been insisting for months, for years, 
that it needed to happen. We've also seen the National Assembly demand it. Other stakeholders demand it as well. And now the question is, the new service chiefs are fit for the job. Will their presence be enough to turn around the military's performance against Boko Haram and urgents? Now, let's talk a bit about the track records of our new service chiefs. Incidentally, two of them are former commanders of Operation Lafayette Dole against Boko Haram. So I'm going to spill you. Major General Lucky Irabo, or Irabo, sorry, or L-E-O Irabo. He's the new chief of defense staff. Uh, and all uh, and uh, all the other um, service chiefs technically report to the CDS, but uh, on most strategic, uh, tactical, optional, uh, this is the form chief. Now, like I said, Irabo once led the and when he did the, some very bold statements back in August 2016, he declared that Korab be flocked. And in May 2017, when uh, Governor Shetima Brunu said Boko Haram had graded, General Irabo said, no, Boko Haram had been defeated. Let me tell you what at the time. He said, Boko Haram had been defeated. They no longer have the capacity to the ferocious attacks on communities that they used in the past. Their logistic base had been taken out. They can no longer have havoc on its end quote. By the time he left Lafayette, still fighting to head the multinational um, joint force. And since then, he's uh, had other postings. And now, he's the top man in the armed forces. So that's for Abo. Let's talk about the new chief of army staff, Mejima Tai, who was also a commander of Lafayette Dole. In fact, he took over from Irabo in that role. In May 17, and two months later, in July 2017, he was removed. Now, there was never enough reason for his removal, but a lot of analysts and um, army watchers believe that it was because the number of bombings of um, soft targets by Boko Haram increased. Now let's move to Air Vice Marshal Isiaka Amao. He's the new Chief of Air Staff. He all served on Operation Lafayette Dole as Air Component Commander. We talked about drones and their emergency, remember? And we've all seen the use against uh, Boko Haram. Today, the Air Force has a huge role to play and it's going to be to see Isiaka uh, to... to his experience of theater. In fact, the new chief of Naval Africa, Admiral Zambo or Aziz Gambo, um, he may be having a very different war to fight. Uh, because I told, I've told you that uh, pirates of Bunny, you know, off Bunny and other parts of River State. And generally, in the Gulf of the Gates, we, we may be seeing an increase in pirate, uh, pirate activity. So, yeah, it uh, is expert as they monitor that particular situation who our chief of naval staff is these are the four men who are now running the armed forces and clearly the situation but what a lot of nigerians are asking if this will change anything changing the service chief enough the possible replacement second of all how much of the talent counter is due simply to the personnel at the top and how much is due to fundamental deficiency in the armed forces and are these forms going able to fix those deficits? It's like football, right? Is the club struggling only because the coach cannot get things right? Or are there also problems with the players, with the physiotherapy team, with the club culture? Because Arsenal fired Wenger years ago. How far? How market? Meanwhile, reactions are, are trailing in. We've got the Northern Elders Forum saying that uh, changing top brass are not enough. 
They say that the president must also change his leadership style. Let me quote their spokesman, Hakim Baba Ahmed. He says, quote, the key is that he has to change his attitude to the security of this country. You can't run through with all these security challenges and maintain that he maintains with what is going on. You listen to the press. People are telling you the situation is better than it was in 2015. If you hear this, bombings now, but the population of Nigerians living under Boko Haram is huge and unacceptable. The words of uh, the spokesperson of Northern Elf Forum. I'm talking about Haki. But uh, Femi Adeshino said something, the president's uh, special assistant on media. He said he said something, uh, um, any as of the new men. Quote, you I would not be able to assess them because we are civilians. To you, part of the military, we are civilians. We would not know. So in position to these chiefs and why they were, end quote. Those are the words of Femi Adeshino. Do you agree? First of all, do you agree to the use of um, bloody civilian. I, I'm always very um, monked when I'm referred to as a bloody civilian. Do you as well? And currently, do you admit as civilians, we are not equipped to assess choices? There are 0993-93-0700-93-993-993. Do you change in the service chiefs uh, will be enough? think needs to be done to improve the fight against Boko Haram. What do you think about these particular choices for service chiefs based on what you know? And do you agree with Adeshino that uh, as civilians, we're not qualified to discuss this? Emmanuel in Ogun State, thanks for calling us. Hi, Emmanuel. Hello, good, yeah, hello, good, good afternoon. Thank you. Concerning this topic, I other percent agree with the other person. Since, you know, the body language of the president is not favorable. Okay. And those that he appointed there, he won't have sold them. So, to, you know, do... So, check right from time. I don't agree with, with all this. I can tell you that that brother, former chief of faculty, they won't work. But in the body of the president, okay, your info, a particular man, said that he kill him. At the same time, he was shot at the risk. Somebody somebody called that, but they to um, confirm that uh, he claimed that he was a tree man and the experience, but you, anybody can call and say that they're anything. Okay, okay, let me tell you something. With me, you may not agree with me. Okay. I have a friend in the who happened to be in the joint. He was post booty, you see. So, seeing is the because he is very you see, a sharp shooter. The way he was doing with all this Abraham uh, Elliott, I reported uh, to their commander. They now posted out to Edo uh, State, all this legal bombing to go. So, this is a close friend of mine. They, they joined Nigeria Army. So, that is why, let me tell you something. Hmm. The president, as I see it, is not you know, willing to end this thing. And I don't know why. All right. Thank you, Emmanuel, for calling. Remember, new year, new hard facts. Everybody gets 90 seconds. I even dashed Emmanuel an extra 20 seconds there. 0700-993-993-993. Will changing the service chiefs be enough? Or do you agree with Adeshina that we are not, as civilians, qualified to discuss it? Andrew Nikeja on the line. Hello, Andrew. Thank you for calling us. Andrew, Hi. Hello. Thanks for calling, Andrew. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Go ahead. What I'm trying to say is that I'm not against those service chiefs. But what I understand is that 
so far not an remained president of this Boko Haram. Okay, I don't know what you mean by that, but we're going to leave that at that. 99.3, hello. Hello. Thanks for calling. What's your name, sir? Good afternoon. My name is Emmanuel. Good afternoon, Emmanuel. Yes. Calling from Lusaka. Uh, First and foremost, uh, Nigeria military, I live in the country. And I'm so that the right people were handing the top brass in this mess that we are in. So they don't believe that these new people are going to do anything, especially that chief of army staff. Okay. We all know back in the news what they told us behind his sacking. They all what they put it for. Maybe to arm those Boko Haram people the more because Philatin is the top military that is equipping Boko Haram. I stand by those those words. Well, those words are not words that we can firm independently. So I should do my air. But thank you, thank you so much for for calling, Emmanuel. We appreciate your contribution. Zero seven zero zero nine nine three nine nine three nine three. I was talking earlier on that um, there's no official reason for why um, he was um, reassigned or why he was removed as a commander in Lafayette there's there's no official reason we were not given an official reason right we just know that um, he was removed uh, and he had as well now he's the top man in the office our eyes on the line hello yeah good afternoon, good afternoon. Um, well uh, I think uh, the response of the president or presidency is uh, to Nigerians rather than to uh, effect any correction meet with the yearning of the Nigerian people. A lot of people are that is all the work of Boko Haram, Mitter and Bandis and all. Just like the last uh, speaker had said, there are uh, suspicion and allegation or uh, complicity by the military or people in high places. Hmm. Um, you doubt that United Arabia has given us uh, information about uh, the involvement of people in high places uh, who are spring people. And this guy, uh, one of those people that were kidnapped some time ago, said while in the bush, uh, a craft uh, dropped station in the first of these people. Uh, you also heard about this uh, man uh, in Benue State that had an agreement to meet with the governor of Benue State uh, because he was... Uh, was a mercenary for a group of people, people, people uh, conquer the area for, for, for the herdsmen or whatever. Uh, but, and then the military have not settled that matter or uh, set their own role to the death of these people that were supposed to uh, be having a talk with the government of Benue State. And there are also so much allegation of uh, complicity on these uh, uh, hoodlums or Boko Haram, if you, as you may call it. And there are a lot of people making money among them that are making a lot of money as a result of these uh, insurgents. And so if the same people, look at this man, uh, the, the general, that was also uh, coming back to be at the helm of affair, we will not expect so much. All right, Abuma, thanks for calling. Remember, everybody gets thanks, but I give Abuma a few actions there. Zero seven zero zero nine nine three nine nine three nine nine three. Will change. I think needs to be done to improve. What do you think about these particular choices for service chiefs based on what you know? Or do you agree with Adeshino that we are not against qualified to discuss it? 
Hello. Calling, what's your name? Uh, my name is Emmanuel. Emmanuel, welcome. Yeah, I'm really surprised. Uh, surprised. Um, brought back the same man they removed from office, which is the chief of army staff. Why would you think into position? I don't think those uh, those those set of people that they appointed mm. or is newly appointed to those offices, they are not going to do anything because there are some people that are, that are involved with this Boko Haram. I people people in the military, the generals, they know what they are. They know. Let me hear my voice. They, they know about all this Boko Haram. They are making money from it. I did not come collecting money from federal government to buy ammunition. Then they will not collect the money. They pocket some. Then the one they. They, 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 they will go and buy. They will go and buy from China. We are buying weapons from Brazil, from China. Buy from yeah, no, nowhere to know that these four men who have been chosen to lead the forces are complicit. There's no way to. So no, we, this, should we, should we, should we, we have proof? It's not about having about. Not really having proof. They removed from office. Yes, now. they removed. Yeah. But yeah, but they didn't remove up from office for misappropriation. They didn't even tell us who was removed from office. Thank you. If we had to remove somebody from office. Mm. There's something that is really wrong. Yes, one of those things wrong may, may or may be misappropriation. So we're going for. Mm. I can't say. Mm-hmm. My auntie is one of the uh, corners. Okay. So I. Of wedlock. There is a poor state message and trials of the man to P.O. Yekiti, which is second husband of the OCCFO equity only. You are to replace signal P.I. who just stopped a job her salary with immediate effect. Step committees. AC Paul, Stats Assistant Commissioner of Police. So these DPOs, equity state only, you are to lecture women police, treat as very urgent, end quote. Now, let me point out, before we get into this, let me point out that a new police act was passed last year. And this new act removes this provision from Section 127. So under the new act, an unmarried policewoman can get pregnant without being married. And she can get pregnant, sorry, without being dismissed, not without being married. But you get my point. However, if you recall, the appeal court has ruled that the new act is unconstitutional. That's because the act gives the IG of police the right to hire constables. Whereas the constitution reserves that uh, right for the police service commission. We talked about this during our police reform uh, series at the end of last year. So right now... Pending a ruling by the Supreme Court, the police appear to still be operating under the old act. Now, if you're a lawyer, please give me a call. If you are a lawyer, send a message via WhatsApp as well. And let me know if you think this is the right approach. If the law passed the National Assembly and got signed by the president and went into force, should it continue to be the law of the land until the Supreme Court affirms the appeal court ruling? Or should the old law remain the law? And I have another question. They fired her under the old law. If the Supreme Court eventually rules that the new law is fine, does that mean that she was wrongfully fired? Would she be entitled to redress? And then, of course, there's also another question. The Court of Appeal only threw out the new act three months ago in November. (laughs) what if she's four months pregnant or more that would mean that she got pregnant before the appeal court ruling so she got pregnant while the new act was in effect meaning that she did not violate the new act if that's the case 
does she have a loophole? Now, that's a question. Those are questions for the lawyers. So if you're a lawyer, please let me know. But beyond the legality, let's talk about what you think the right thing is. Do you think this is the right thing? If you, if you had a choice, would you have a law that stops unmarried police uh, women from getting pregnant? Or would you say that they should have the right? Now, I know that some of you are about to say, oh, a, a pregnant woman cannot do police work. But remember, married police women get pregnant all the time. They go on maternity leave. They have the child and they come back. So there's no physical reason why an unmarried policewoman shouldn't be pregnant. So it's obviously a question of morality. And the question here is, should it matter? Should the police be enforcing a code of conduct about its officers' love lives? Or is this discrimination? Because notice that there's no rule about who a male officer can or cannot impregnate. They don't have rules about that. The old law stops a policewoman from getting married without permission from her commanding officer. There's no such requirement for men. So tell me, Lagos, do you agree with the original police act which bans unmarried cops from getting pregnant? Or do you agree with the proposed rule change? Do you think that this is discrimination? 0700-993-993-993. Yes, you can still talk about our first story on the show today. Uh, the new police chiefs. Do you think the change in service chiefs will affect security and the counterinsurgency? We've got Fade in Ikeja on the line. Hello, Fade. Thank you for calling. I hope it's Fade and not Fade. Yes. It's Fade, Fade. right? Yes. Good to have yeah, you on the show. Welcome. Good afternoon. Yeah. yeah. My question is, what if the police was raped? What would happen? Would she suck her or she stop her from work? Hmm. I think it's very wrong. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, Fadi. Keeping it very short and simple there. Hello. Good afternoon, President Sandra. Good afternoon to you, sir. What's your name? My name is Prince Wires. Good to you from Amoa Dolphin. Welcome to the show, Prince Wires. Go ahead. Thank you. Number one. I think the law is there. The the woman, the policeman you are talking about, she never married. Did he marry? She's single, mm-hmm. Single. So if the law is there, let his law take his course. But you, but you heard what I said about the law, right? Mm, you heard what I, I said about President Buhari signing a new act, right? That removes that law, right? If the the uh, except for other can remove the law, let him want go to court now. No problem about that. Court is the place to determine whether she's uh, right or wrong. Okay. Court is there and to uh, determine if she's right or wrong. But in your opinion, because the law is there, then she, it, they are right to dismiss her, yes? Oh, dismiss her? Uh, you see, maybe the executive order of Mr. Friend is not, is not, in, is not in, uh, being executed right now. That's what I see. She's going to try at the court of law. I, I'm not sure if I understand take, what you're saying. It may, it may take one or two years or three years, I don't know the day. Mm-hmm. If she's not guilty, she will be compensated. That for that. 
Okay. Thank you for calling. New Year, New Heart Facts. Everybody gets 30 seconds. Alex in Ojota, thanks for calling us. Yeah, and this Andrew, good afternoon. Good afternoon. How work? Very well, thank you. Yes. The first story, my take is on if the president will allow the new chiefs to work. Hmm. I don't have any problem with that. If he will allow them to work, those guys will deliver. That was on the, the first uh, story. Then the second story, if I may ask, who uh, the the, the uh, police officer in person is she? I mean, is she presented? Is she was she presented by a police person? Yeah? No, we don't know that story. Okay, we don't know. We don't know. I know mm-hmm. if it is a senior officer that presented her, mm-hmm. they will cover that story. But if it's a civilian, they will they will they will, they will, they will dismiss her because nobody to, to to back her up. I I I was saying the ballot and such a thing happened. A soldier lady, a, a, a female, mm. who mm. has to go. The job has its own code of conduct. Is that you can not get pregnant with I mean, far as you are married, so that's it. Well done. All right. Thank you, Alex, for calling us. Now, do we think that that law is discriminatory? So many angles to this ministry. If you had a choice, would you have a law? that stops unmarried police women from getting pregnant? Or would you say that they should have the right to get pregnant? Because you have to remember that police women who are married get pregnant all the time and go on maternity leave. They have their child and they come back to work. Should it matter if a single policewoman gets pregnant? Should the police be enforcing a code of conduct about its officers' love lives? Because that's her love life. Should they be enforcing a code of conduct about that? Do you think that this is discrimination? If a single policeman got a woman pregnant, would he be fired? There's no legislation that says that. Because what their old law is saying is that a policewoman has to get permission before she marries. Policewoman, not policeman. Jay is in transit. Hello, Jay. Hello, good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon, thanks for calling. All right, ma'am. Um, this is hard fact, right? Yes. Okay, I would like us to look at the fact and try to analyze the situation for now. Okay. Mm-hmm. The lady in question, I think she got appointment when the law was still active. I should, I, I should say that. And if it's that, I think what we should actually look at is trying to repeal that law and not um, look at what um, condition she's actually going through now. But, because... that's, but that's the funny thing, uh, Jay. So the police has a new act, and in the new act, that law is not there anymore. In the new act, the law is not there anymore. Yes. I think I had to correctly say that the, the Situation surrounding that is that it's still in the court. Yes, it's still in the court. If it's still in the court, mm-hmm. they are still definitely going to act on the old, on the old law. Hmm. So what we should actually focus on now to do is get that law out because it's not right. But for her condition, for her situation at this point in time, mm-hmm. you can just give her sympathies and hope that there's a loophole whereby she can come out of it. Hmm. But the way I'm looking at it. Mm-hmm. If they want to follow that law, mm-hmm. it's just a sympathetic conduct to her. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Jay, for calling. In the new act, that clause is not there anymore. That's section 127. It's not there anymore in the new clause. But like I said earlier on, and Jay just repeated, uh, 
the act, the legality, the constitutionality of that act is in court. Not because of that particular clause, but because of who has a right uh, to hire constables. Right. So that's why I'm asking that, um, you know, until the Supreme Court rules on the matter, um, there are several questions. Right. There are several questions. Because if the law passed the National Assembly and was signed by the president and went into force, should it continue to be the law of the land until the Supreme Court affirms the appeal court ruling? Now, this is a question only a lawyer can answer. Now, they fired her under the old law, right? If the Supreme Court eventually rules that the new law is fine, does that mean that she was wrongly fired? Would she be entitled to redress? And the Court of Appeal threw out this new act three months ago, right? Three months ago. They threw it out in November. What if she's four months pregnant? If she's four months pregnant, it means that she got pregnant when the new act was already, um, you know, protecting her, really. So she's protected by the new act. Isn't that? Isn't it, right? So she got pregnant before the appeal court ruling. If she's four months pregnant or five months pregnant, so if that's the case, it means she didn't violate it. If that's the case, does she have a loophole? If you're a lawyer, I'd really like to hear from you. Sam in Moe, welcome. How, how are you? Sandra? I'm very well. Okay. Uh, uh, rules are meant to be obeyed. Hmm. Rules are made to guide the the operation of an organization or of a country. Mm-hmm. Where there are laws, where there are no laws, there will be anarchy. Mm-hmm. The police authority have rules controlling and guiding them. Mm-hmm. And if you fall short of those rules, you are supposed to fulfill the penalty. Mm-hmm. What is happening in this country is that we are going, we, we go against the, the rule, and we are looking for other ways to to, to not to. To, to serve the punishment. Um, do, 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 you believe, like do you believe that some rules can be discriminatory? Until a rule is put aside, it remains the rule. Do you believe that some rules can be discriminatory? Definitely. Why not? Do you think this one is discriminatory? Well, I don't think so. You don't think it's... I don't think so because You don't think it's... The, hold on. You don't think uh, it's discriminatory? As a policewoman, you need permission before you can marry... But as a policeman, you don't need permission before you can marry. Did you see the uh, uh, female anatomy? The when female are created are, dif- are different. For example, when uh, when a uh, woman uh, uh, is pregnant, you will know immediately. The sign will show. When a man pregnant a woman, you will not know it in his body. It will not affect most much of his system. So those rules. Uh, but uh, there are pregnant police women, married pregnant police women, yeah, and they we were. We un- they will understand. Mm. I understand. Mm. Even you know, like, some of our banks, some of our financial institutions, mm. even when you come there, they tell you uh, the, the next one year, two years, don't get pregnant as a lady. They mm. will say that to the man. Is that discriminatory? It, it is not. It's not discriminatory. It is not. It is not. All right, Sam. Thanks for calling. Uh, remember, of course, that everybody gets 90 seconds. So you, you do your one minute and you, you keep it moving. Now, that story is today in COVID. And yes, when you call, you can still talk about all the other stories on today's Big Three. All federal workers, by the way, uh, grade 12 and lower.
have been ordered to work from home until the end of February. Um, so I'm going to uh, want to know from you if your office is giving you the work from home option yet. But let's talk about uh, vaccines. That's the big topic. Yesterday, I told you that Lagos State Government budgeted some money to source for vaccines independently. Also, the federal government is raising a new budget uh, for vaccines. But now, billionaire philanthropist Bill Gates is saying that Nigeria should spend that money on primary health care instead. Gates is saying that COVAX and Gavi are already going to supply lots of vaccines to Nigeria for free or for very cheap. And so, in his opinion, we shouldn't spend our own money trying to buy vaccines on the open market. Instead, we should put that money into primary health care. Because primary health care is terribly underfunded in Nigeria. And Gates thinks that an investment there will save more lives in the long run. What do you think about that? And speaking of COVID spending, the United States has um, donated a field hospital in Nigeria. This field hospital was designed specifically with COVID-19 in mind, and it's valued at over $1.3 million. That, that, that's over 400 million naira. That hospital was actually built in America, or, or rather the components of the hospital were built in America, and then they were shipped down here and assembled here. It's now at the Federal Medical Center, Jabi, in, in Abuja. And it can handle 40 COVID patients in isolation at any given time. And speaking of donations, Canada is also talking to Lagos about what it can give the state to help fight COVID. I'm sure you listened yesterday on the Big Hard Fact when we had um, Nicolas Simad on the show. He is the Canadian Acting High Commissioner, the new Canadian Acting High Commissioner. And he talked about Canada wanting to assist Nigeria during the pandemic. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, COVID-19 is a, is a key issue for everyone around the world right mm -hmm. now. And uh, we are a very strong partner for, to Nigeria in, in this area. We've provided million dollars to a basket fund that is by UNDP mm. uh, to provide the significant response. Mm -hmm. um, we also uh, the, we're the second largest donor internationally after the U uh, to the COVAX facility. Mm -hmm. And you know that it's through the COVAX facility that um, most of the countries will get access to this. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're from uh, more than two teams to COVAX. Mm -hmm. And also in Lagos, as you said, uh, we've been the, uh, the biobank. And uh, and the uh, the health commissioner was telling me this morning this is the nerve center yeah. of the response yeah. uh, Lagos. It so is. we're we're very proud to have been able to contribute in that way. By the way, Canada already gave Lagos a biobank. It's a facility that lets you store medical him that they've also uh, uh, or that they're also one of the main contributors to the COVAX fund. And as you know, COVAX is where Nigeria is hoping to get most of its vaccines from. So we're seeing how directly and indirectly countries like Canada and the U.S. are footing a large part of Nigeria's COVID-19 bill. And I've noticed that uh, opinions about this are mixed. Some people are simply grateful that Omo, the money to do this thing, they come from another place, right? It doesn't matter where the money is coming from. But other people are saying that um, all this reliance on donations and aid is a sign that Nigeria's government did not adequately prepare itself for this scenario. And I want to know which way you're leaning. 
0700-993-993-993. But before you answer, let's talk about something else. Money is not the only thing coming in from the West. We also have the new strain of COVID that's originated in the UK, in Nigeria now. The presidential task force confirmed that it has proof of four cases. Now, this new variant spreads faster and more efficiently than the standard COVID, according to the U.S. percent more effective at spreading. So right now, the government has announced new rules for travel from the U.K. or from South Africa, where another new strain has popped up. So from now on, people traveling from these places to Nigeria have to first fill an online form. They have to scan and upload their proof of a negative COVID test. And even after they land, they still have to come back within a week to take another test with the Nigerian authorities. Now, some analysts are saying, oh, well, this is a little too late. This is too little too late. They say that the horse has already bolted, uh, bolted from uh, the stable. So <laughs> don't bother locking the gate. They don't see the point of putting these checks for travelers when there are already four cases in Nigeria. But you have other people who say, oh, well, the checks are good because they reduce the number of, of source cases. Where do you stand? Kane is in transit. Hello, Kane Day. Hi, how are you doing, Sandra? I'm good. Welcome. I love the way you're working. I love your um, analysis of the woman, the police woman being pregnant. It's fantastic. You've given us a scenario that could be a series, like a movie or something. Okay. And going to the facts of the matter, I would say. Look, okay, let's play this game, a scenario situation. 20 women in a police station, no man caught in that police station, mm. and all 20 women become pregnant. What happens? You leave that police post unguarded. Well, they're That's not going to become pregnant at the same time. No, they could. Hey, it's nature. It's nature. The husband might decide this is the time. The pastor might say this is the time. Go ahead and be pregnant. Mm. And they do that. I'm playing each here. Mm-hmm. Do we leave the police the answer is no. So when the police say we have to regulate certain things, let's not look at it from the feminine side or, or if they are going against the female. Look, it's the security outfit. They need to know the resources they have and manage it. But married, but married women get pregnant. So the problem is not you with pregnancy, yeah, it's with singleness. So if I'm, if I'm in the private sector and I work with data, mm. and I'm in the police force, I believe they work with data, and I look at my female folk in the police system, and I say how many of them are married, how many of them are single, so I believe that you that are married might get pregnant, you have made provision for you, but you that are single, I'm believing you won't get pregnant. Based on data now, so that we can plan for the year. Why, why, why won't I get pregnant? Am I expected to be single forever, not have a lover? Uh, you are, not... you are in the security force, you are in the security and the security outfit, so... For me, that's the way I'm looking at it. So this is a Nigerian problem because this is happening in another world, you know. Well, I really don't... Are we different? I'm trying to rationalize it out there. I don't know what goes on the other part of the world. Add that to your rationalize. So I will accept what you're saying right now. Mm -hmm. Moving on to our security men, the um, top four Mm. that's just been changed. Mm -hmm. I am happy it happened and I traditional citizens are not determined how they select these things, we do not know. We can only act on what we hear, uh, what's going on. So if he says we can't determine that beautiful, the changes that we made, let's actually do it.
All right. You for, for calling us, uh, Kane Day. Femi is in transit. Hello, Femi. Yes, uh, Sandra. Good afternoon. Into the uh, discussion of the... Yes, please. Go ahead. Okay, please got pregnant. Yes, go ahead. Please. Okay, uh, the last caller says something, and I kind of stand with the last caller. Hmm. You see, uh, this is not a gender issue. This is not a gender issue at all. Okay. You understand? When the police, when they recruit, they expect to have certain numbers. Hmm. Are you getting irrespective of either? When they train you, they expect the best from you. And most probably, they are still fresh. Hmm. Young people. Mm-hmm. And they expect you to devote at least three years of that fresh life, hmm. that fresh youthfulness. Mm-hmm. Are you getting me? Mm-hmm. So if they don't have a sort of control, hmm. they may not really achieve what they want. So how come the National how come the National Assembly and the presidency are changing that clause? Yeah, of course. As because in the new by, in the new police act, that clause is not there. I understand. Because not, I think I'm they recognize that. it's a cake. I'm not against that. You kind of as, as are. time goes by, as time as time goes by, as time goes by, things change. Better ideas pop up. Mm. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? I know. Better ideas will come up. Are you getting me? Mm. And I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure the old ways, at some point, uh, or the old rules. We are becoming clumsy and, you know, it was becoming a bit uh, complex and all that. Are you getting me? So it's normal for them to review such, you know, rule. Because the IGP, the, the, the IGP and the Service Commission agreed to the amendment that I removes that. I understand. Thing. No, I, you, you, can't say, you can't say you understand and then also say that uh, <laughs> this is not a gender issue. No, wait, 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 wait uh, Sandra, mm-hmm. Sandra. Mm-hmm. There is a reason why it was reviewed. Are you getting me? Mm-hmm. Because it wasn't working. But initially, when the idea came out, it wasn't because they were trying to be sexist or they were trying to, you know, be gender to be to be gender biased. You don't think it's you, se- you don't think it's sexist to as- expect that a female police officer will ask for permission before she's getting married, but a man doesn't have to. For crying out loud, we should know that the female anatomy is quite different from the male. And they need they need them for certain for a certain purpose. Femi, I've given you I've given you two minutes. When they get 40 pregnant, seconds. they cannot. Sorry, sorry, Sandra. Mm-hmm. Please, allow me. When they get pregnant, when they, they cannot. Get, when they get pre- pregnant, mm. they will not be able to achieve this purpose. Police women, married, married, get, married police women get pregnant and they work is, until they have to they, go on maternity. They, they paid their dues when they were when they were recruited. Mm. They went through the same process. They gave the police, the police commission, they gave the police institution at least the first three years of their youthful, of their youthful life. Is it? Are you getting what I'm trying to say? And at some point, uh of course, they expect you, they expect you to have kids. They expect you to live your life. Femi, thank you very much for calling me. Unfortunately, uh, I have a a new policy about time on the show. But hey, don't worry, Lagos, work on the glass ceiling because it is discriminatory. It is discriminatory. So next week, Wednesday, on the glass ceiling, we'll have this conversation. Femi said that, uh, you know, things change, you know, things get outdated. But Femi was still arguing with me that it's not discriminatory. You know, does it matter what the original reason was if we now agree that it is outdated? And if the presidency, the National Assembly, the IGP, the Police Service Commission all agree that that clause should be removed from the new police act... Should they still implement it with a police officer uh, who is single and uh, joined the force and is pregnant? Which law is applicable here? I'll even bring us a lawyer 
with whom I'll have that conversation with. Let me go to WhatsApp. On WhatsApp, 080-959-75805. Or ABC from Songota says, My question is, what will happen if a policeman impregnates a lady outside marriage? Will he be dismissed? What kind of law is this one? Some people just want children. All right, OABC, thank you for your message. I have another message here. Duncan from Ijegun says, As I understand it, there's a standing rule within the military that women are not expected to be married or in family way for at least their first three years of service. With this as a standard practice, there can be no sense of discrimination here. Duncan, thank you for your message. We've got uh, somebody here who says, um, in the U.S. Army, a female new recruit must not be pregnant during the first three years of service. Another message here, Sandra, that policewoman was dismissed. Uh, maybe one of the guys was eyeing her before, and now she got pregnant. There's nothing jealousy cannot cause. <laughs> Abalo from Iko, you sent that message to me, Abalo. Uh, thank you very much for your message. Hello, Sandra. Of course, Bill Gates is right. A lot of people have been saying that, but the people who feel they have monopoly of knowledge argue. I don't always agree with Bill Gates, but he's right on this one. Vaccine purchase is a waste of money that is borrowed. That's a message from Pat. Pat. Thank you. Cruz says, Sandra, it's a discrimination in law, and this is not looking good for the IG himself if the entire police is acting as if they have no basic knowledge of what personal privacy is against terms of service. Inasmuch as the president has struck out the old law, replaced it with another, then why dismiss her? Under any circumstances, the law invades her personal privacy. There's no need to overflog it. It prevents female officers from having a private life. Thank you for your message. Uh, hello, Sandra. I'm okay with uh, the changes. Let them try the best that they can. On this police issue, for me, the law should be repealed. The issue is not just sack, but dismissed. However, for being less than five years in service, the punishment is okay. The law is discriminatory. It is harsh. It's very obnoxious. Thank you. All right, I am. Thank you for your message. We've got another message here on WhatsApp. Sandra, yes, it is discriminatory. What do they do to men who impregnate women? This law doesn't make any sense at all. Lagos, uh, let's have this conversation uh, next week Wednesday on the glass ceiling, shall we? Next week Wednesday, glass ceiling, keep a date with me. Uh, we'll talk about this thing some more because I, I like how very divided the opinions are on that subject. Coming up on today's glass ceiling, we'll have a conversation about men who expect their wives to give up their careers to stay at home and be stay-at-home mothers. And they expect their wives to do this because, um, you know, patriarchy. <laughs> Simple as short. <laughs> But hey, business news up first and then glass ceiling. Don't go away. This is your number one station. 99.3. 99.3 Nigeria Info. Let's talk.